Welcome to another episode of The Chef Educator, the show that provides and discusses various teaching tools, tips, and techniques for the culinary, hospitality, and pastry arts educator. And now, coming to you through the airways from Palm Beach County, Florida, here is your host, doctor, professor, and chef, Mr. Colin Rowe. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Chef Educator Podcast, a proud member of the Food Media Network. My name is Dr. Colin Roach, and I am your host. And today, we're going to be talking about accepting personal responsibility. So let's start out with a couple of questions. Uh, What is self-responsibility, and why is it considered the key to creating the life one wants? Well, I often use these as the overarching questions when I teach this topic to my students. And I often use the book On Course by Skip Downing as a resource, which is an excellent book. And I'll put a link in the show notes if anyone's interested in getting more information on the text. We used to use that book with a course in a university that I worked at. But anyway, I'm taking this information out of it and kind of putting it in our own words that I'm going to share with you on how I used to teach it to my students. And I also think it could be helpful for you yourself. So here's a great quote from Joyce Chapman that can be used to kick off the lesson. It goes like this. The more we practice the habit of acting from a position of responsibility, the more effective we become as human beings and the more successful we become as managers of our own lives. So in this episode, I thought I would share, as I mentioned, some of the key points I use in my lecture, as it might be helpful for your students or even for yourselves. For example, when psychologist Richard Logan studied people who survived ordeals, such as being imprisoned in concentration camps or lost in the frozen Arctic, he found they shared a common belief. They all saw themselves as personally responsible for creating the outcomes and experiences of their lives. In other words, they took personal responsibility. Now, ironically, responsibility has gotten a bad reputation these days. Some see it as a heavy burden that they have to lug through life. But quite the contrary, personal responsibility is the foundation for creating success. I mean, think about it, personal response ability, two words, response and ability. It's the ability to respond wisely at each fork in the road with your choices moving you ever closer to your desired outcomes and experiences, the ability to respond. Now, the opposite is to wait passively for your fate to be determined by luck or powerful other people. So whether your challenge is surviving an Arctic blizzard or excelling in college when it comes to my students, accepting a personal responsibility empowers you to make the most out of any situation. I once heard a quote from Albert Ellis that went something like this. The best years of your life are the ones in which you decide your problems are your own. You do not blame them on your mother, your environment, or politics, but rather you realize that you control your own destiny. And I like to share that with my students, telling them to accept responsibility for creating the life they want. And they can do that by adopting a what we call a creator mindset. And I'm going to talk more about that shortly. 
Now, in a previous episode on this podcast, I talked about the differences between a fixed and a growth mindset and shared the research of Carol Dweck. Well, this was one of the most listened to episodes that I put out, you know, under the Chef Educator, you know, series. So be sure to check it out if you haven't already, and I'll leave a link in the show notes as well for those that haven't already heard it. But today, I want to talk about the victim and creator mindsets. So we talked about fixed and growth mindsets, but now the victim and the creator mindsets. So as I've mentioned before, a mindset is a collection of beliefs and attitudes. Like a lens, it affects the way you see a situation and influences your resulting choices. Well, a victim mindset keeps people from seeing and acting on choices that could help them achieve the life they want. And on the other hand, a creator mindset causes people to see multiple options and to choose wisely among them and to take effective action to achieve the life they want. And when you accept personal responsibility, you believe that you create everything in your life. Now, I know this idea doesn't always sit well with some people. They will tell you that accidents and natural disasters happen, as well as muggings, murders, and wars. And they will say there are people who are marginalized, oppressed, and brutalized simply because they are different. And for that reason, blaming the victims is unfair. And to say that these people created the terrible things that happened to them would be outrageous. And I want to say up front, I totally agree. These observations are, as far as they go, true. At times, we are all affected by forces beyond our control. However, I look at the word victim in two ways. One spelt with a small v and one spelled with a capital V. So it's victim with a small v and victim with a capital V. For example, if a hurricane comes along and destroys my house, I look at it that I'm a victim with a small v. In this case, I am victimized by a force outside of me. But if I allow that event to ruin my life, then I am a victim with a capital V. In this case, I am victimized by a force inside me, and that's the capital V. You see, the key here is whether I am victimized from the outside or from the inside, because that is a crucial distinction. When I have a victim mindset, I become my own oppressor. When I have a creator mindset, I refuse to be oppressed. So, is it outrageous to believe that you create everything in your life? Well, of course it is. But here's a better question. Ask yourself, would it improve your life to act as if you create all of the outcomes and experiences in your life? If you answered yes, then just watch as that creator mindset goes on to improve your life. After all, if you believe that someone or something out there causes all of your problems, well, then it's up to them to change. And what a wait that can be. How long, for example, will we need to wait to have that change happen? But on the other hand, if we believe we control it, then we don't have to wait. We can start working on it right away. So, which mistake do you think would be better to make? A, to believe you are in control of your life when you really might not be. Or B, to believe you are not in control of your life when you really might be. 
I will go with A. Now, the benefits of accepting personal responsibility have also been demonstrated in various studies. For example, researchers Robert Valorand and Robert Bissonnette, they asked 1,000 first-year college students to complete a questionnaire about why they were attending school. And then they used those student answers to assess whether the students were origin-like or pawn-like. So they categorized them, right? The researchers defined origin-like as students who saw themselves as the originators of their own behavior. In other words, creators. By contrast, pawn-like students were those who saw themselves as mere puppets controlled by others. In other words, victims with a capital V. Well, one year later, the researchers returned to find out what happened to the thousand students. And they found that significantly more of the creator-like students were still enrolled in college than the victim-like students. So in other words, if you want to succeed in college and in life, having a creator mindset gives you a big edge. And I think it helps you get through those rough patches in life because you bounce back. You know, you're the creator. You're not becoming that victim with a capital V. You're not dwelling on it. Now, this is usually the time in the lesson that I share with my students one of professional basketball coach Pat Riley's quotes that says, every time your back is against the wall, there is only one person that can help you, and that's you, and it has to come from inside. Now, speaking of research, in the 1950s, American psychologist Julian Rotter set out to study people's beliefs about who and what was responsible for the outcomes and experiences of their lives. He called it a study of locus of control. And since Rotter's study, locus of control has been one of the most examined aspects of human nature. So locus in Latin means place or location. Therefore, locus of control defines where people believe the power over their lives is located. What research has discovered is that different cultures see locus of control differently. People of some cultures believe they control their own destiny. And researchers call this mindset an internal locus of control. And people with this mindset believe their outcomes and experiences depend on their own behaviors. This mindset is part of North American culture, where here maturity is often defined as taking responsibility for one's own life. However, researchers also find that people from some cultures assign responsibility for their fate to factors beyond their control. And researchers call this mindset an external locus of control. So if you find that you're uncomfortable with the idea of personal responsibility, the cause may be found deep in your culture. And these differences in cultural mindsets highlight both the challenge and importance of deciding where our responsibilities begin and end. On the one hand, Accepting too little responsibility is disempowering. We become little more than, I don't know, a feather floating on the breeze. On the other hand, accepting too much responsibility is disempowering as well. 
In some cases, well, we become like a pack mule crushed under the weight of problems that are not of our creation or even in our control. The reality is that some choices truly are futile because of personal limitations or limitations imposed by fate or the will of others with more power. And this is really one of our greatest responsibilities, which is deciding what we are and are not responsible for, what we do and do not have control over. And this is not easy. And even worse, those decisions may change at the very next fork in the road, right? One set, it may be this, and then another set of problems comes along and it's something else. The English poet William Henley wrote, I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. And see, the key ingredient of personal responsibility really comes down to choice. I mean, animals respond to a stimulus because of instinct or habit. For humans, however, there is a brief, critical moment of decision that's available for us between the stimulus and the response. In this exact moment, we make the choices, consciously or unconsciously, that influences the outcomes of our lives. Numerous times each day, we come to a fork in the road and we must make a choice. I mean, even not making a choice is a choice. Now, some of these choices have a really small impact, such as, I don't know, should I get my hair cut today or tomorrow? I mean, not a big impact there. Uh, should I have ham and cheese or turkey and cheese on my sandwich? But others have a huge impact. I mean, when it comes to my students, should I stay in college or should I drop out? Um, should I stay in this job or should I seek other employment? And basically, the sum of the choices we make each day create the eventual outcome of our lives. And in that brief moment between stimulus and response, we can choose a victim mindset, capital V, or a creator mindset. And when we respond as a victim, we typically complain, we blame, we make excuses, and then we repeat ineffective behaviors. When we respond as a creator, we pause at each decision and ask, what are my options and which options will best help me create my desired outcomes and experiences? The difference between responding to life as a victim or creator is how we choose to use our energy. When I'm blaming and complaining and making excuses, well, my efforts cause little or no improvement. Sure, it may feel good at the moment, right, to claim that I'm a poor victim and they, whoever they are, are the evil persecutors, right? They're out to get me. Well, these good feelings may be momentarily feeling good, but they're fleeting because afterwards, in reality, my problem still exists. By contrast, when I'm seeking solutions and taking actions, my efforts often, though not always, lead to improvements. At critical forks in the road, victims waste their energy and they remain stuck, whereas creators use their energy for improving their lives. There is only one situation I can think of when blaming and complaining can be helpful, and that is when we use them to generate energy that motivates us to take positive action, right? We're down, we're in the dumps, we're complaining for a minute, and then we use that as our motivation. Okay, I'm going to change this, and that's when it can help us. We can flip that and turn it into a positive. 
My personal rule of thumb, my guideline that I try to stick to, not always do, but I try to, is that I give myself the permission to take up to 10 minutes for griping and complaining and bitching and fearing, feeling sorry for myself. And that's 10 minutes maximum. And then I'm on to being a creator and finding a solution. Okay. So yeah, I'm down. I'm, I'm human, right? So I'm going to complain, oh, man, that stinks. That's terrible, whatever. But then it's like, I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to say, okay, let's get out of there. What am I going to do? How am I going to climb out of this hole? Oprah Winfrey once said, I do think the greatest lesson of life is that you are responsible for your own life. And Robert Fritz once said, when you make the shift to being the predominant creative force in your life, you move from reacting and responding to the external circumstances of your life to creating directly the life you truly want. So this has been around for a long time. But let's be honest, no one makes creator choices all of the time. I've never met anyone who did, including me. Our inner lives feature a perpetual tug of war between the creator, creator part of us and the victim part of us. My own experiences, however, have taught me the following life lesson. The more choices I make as a creator, the more I improve the quality of my life. That's why I urge my students to get involved in the effort to choose being a creator more often than becoming or being a victim. It's not easy, but it's worth it. And over time, I tell them they're going to see a difference. That positive attitude, that positive energy, right? Looking for solutions rather than blame more often than not is going to help them and it's going to get them past it. It's going to stop being down in the dumps and being depressed. Another way to explain it is personal responsibility is about taking a a hold of the steering wheel of our lives and taking control of where we go and how we get there. Ultimately, each of us creates the quality of our life with the wisdom or the folly of our choices, right? Another quote I once heard is, life is like a game of cards. The hand you were dealt is determinism, but the way you play it is free will. Now, as mentioned, when people choose a victim mindset, the capital V, they complain, they blame, they make excuses, and then they have little energy left over to solve their problems. As a result, they typically remain stuck where they are, telling their sad story over and over to any poor soul who will listen. Ever heard of a pity party? Well, that is a victim who not only exhausts their own energy, but often drains the energy of the people around them. By contrast, when people choose a creator mindset, they use their words and thoughts to improve a bad situation. First, they accept responsibility for creating their present outcomes and experiences, and their words reflect that ownership. Next, they plan and take positive action to improve their lives. In this way, creators energize themselves and the people around them. So the trick is that whenever you feel yourself slipping into a victim mindset, ask yourself, what do I want in my life? Excuses or results? What could I think, say, and do right now that would get me moving towards the outcomes and experiences I want? Life truly is a journey with many opportunities and obstacles, and each one requires a choice. Whatever you are experiencing in your life today is, to a great extent, the result of your past choices. Most important, 
Whatever you experience in the future will be fashioned greatly by the choices you make from this moment on. And this is an exciting thought, because if we make wiser choices, we can more likely create the future we want. Now, on the road to a college degree, I tell my students that they will face important choices, such as these. Shall I major in business, science, or creative writing? Shall I work full-time, part-time, or not at all while I'm in college? Shall I drop a course that bores me or stick it out? Shall I experiment with alcohol and drugs? Shall I study for my exam, or should I go out with my friends? The sum of all these choices, plus thousands of others, will determine the student's degree of success in college and in life. And I tell them that. Life's about choices. Here's the bottom line. Our choices reveal what we truly believe in value, as opposed to what we say we believe in value. When we submissively wait for others to improve our lives, we are being a victim. When we passively wait for luck to go our way, we are being a victim. When we make choices that take us off course from our future success, we are being a victim. When my students make choices that sacrifice their college goals and dreams just to reduce their immediate discomfort, such as dropping a challenging course instead of spending extra hours working with a tutor, well, they are being a victim. However, when they design a plan to craft their life as they want it, they are being a creator. When they carry out their plan, even in the face of obstacles, they are being a creator. When they take positive risks to advance their goals, such as, I don't know, asking a question in a large lecture class, even though they're nervous, well, they are being a creator. No matter what their final decisions may be, the mere fact that they are defining and making their own choices is wonderfully empowering and affirms their belief that they can change their life for the better. I mean, at least they're making choices. Could be the wrong choice, but they're making a choice. The point I try to make with my students is that we must reject the position that we are merely a victim of outside forces, a pawn in the chess game of life. We must insist on being the creator of our, of our own outcomes and experiences, shaping our destiny through the power of choice. I sum it up this way with my students. Number one, successful students Adopt a creator mindset, believing that their choices create the outcomes and experiences of their lives. Whereas struggling students accept a victim mindset, the capital V, believing that external forces determine the outcomes and experiences of their lives. Number two, successful students master creative language, accepting personal responsibility for their results. Whereas struggling students use the victim language, rejecting personal responsibility by blaming and complaining and making excuses. And number three, successful students make wise decisions, consciously designing the future they want. Whereas struggling students make decisions carelessly, letting the future happen by chance rather than by choice. I close with this quote from Eleanor Roosevelt. One's philosophy is not best expressed in words, it is expressed in the choices one makes. In the long run, we shape our lives and we shape ourselves. The process never ends until we die, and the choices we make are ultimately our own responsibility. Okay, that's all the time we have for this episode of The Chef Educator. Until we meet again, keep learning, keep teaching, and keep cooking. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. 
The Chef Educator Podcast is a proud member of the Food Media Network, and we hope you enjoyed the show and this episode. Your feedback and comments are always welcome, and they help us in making the best show possible. So please let us know what you think. You can email your comments to foodmedianetwork at gmail.com, all one word, foodmedianetwork at gmail.com, or even leave us a voicemail on our audience response hotline. And that number is area code 207-835-1275. That's 207-835-1275. We'd also appreciate it if you'd share the podcast with everyone you know. And don't forget to buy us a coffee or two if you want to support the show and our efforts. Just go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash chefroach or through Patreon at www patreon.com slash Dr. Professor Chef. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. We truly appreciate any help and support you provide. Thank you in advance.